Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm, I'm super excited. It's been a minute, but I think this is a fitting show for this hour. Um, I got a special guest I'm going to bring on in a second. Got a lot of good things um, in the works, um, but I want to just welcome you guys, If you whether you're watching on live or on the replay, because this episode is live right now on Facebook, as well as YouTube, as well as Twitter, and will be released on all digital outlets from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that good stuff. But I want to welcome you guys tonight because I have a great topic tonight we're going to be talking about worship um and and specifically i'm going to ask the question tonight have we made our worship experiences about us and this question um came to me a while ago it was very interesting a very interesting question and and it made me really look at how we approach worship specifically in a lot of our assemblies today what's up robert man how you feeling, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I was invited. That's what's up, man. What's what's up, VC? Hopefully, y'all y'all having a good night. Hopefully, this show bless you guys tonight. Um, but I have a special guest tonight. Um, I love this brother. You know, he's been on the show a couple of times already. Um, but what I love about him is his spirit. I love um, you know, the wisdom that that just flows from him. And he's an amazing artist, uh, Christian rapper, poet, <laughs> minister of the gospel. And so I want to hear his perspective on, on this tonight. And so without further ado, I want to introduce my brother, uh, David Eagles, a.k.a. King David, the Vessel. What's up, my brother? What's going on? How you feeling? Hey, man, I I'm feeling great. Um, I, I really believe this is going to be a, a great show tonight. Um, and so, man, I, I want to kind of take our time through t through this topic, because though it may seem like a straightforward question, have we made our worship experiences about us? I think this question has many layers to it. But before we hop into that, Man, I want to see how you doing, man. What what's new with what's new with with David Eagles, man? What's up? What's up with you, bro? What's been going man, on? Just really working hard, bro. Um, a lot of different finish lines in sight, family ministry stuff. Um <laughs> yeah, gospel pit. <laughs> I, I I ain't see that one coming. <laughs> they caught me off guard, bro. They did. They did. And just a lot of irons in the fire right now. Um, like I said, a lot of finish lines in sight. I'm trying to get the fam to a certain place, ministry things, music wise, all of that type of stuff. But again, God is faithful and you know, we just excited. Harvest season tends to be a little more work than people try to make it out to be. Um yeah. it's supposed to be. You know, sewing, depending on what's going on, can be easy. You know what I'm saying? But when it's time to actually get and to reap what you sown, man, um, it takes some effort. So, you know, just digging in. That's it. But everything is well, bro. I appreciate you, man. That's what's up, man. Any uh, new music in the works or anything? New music in the works? Uh, man, I guess you're going to get the scoop first, man. I got, like, a, another single that's going to drop right around April 1st. So, Okay. We're we going to have to... Uh... I got play that on the show home man on, on on that record getting ready who is out. that so, uh this shout out to the home girl kim pratt man okay that's what's kim, up man. what up kim that's what's up yeah. man that's that's what's up man no nah, that's that's dope man and i guess man i'll let a few cats out the bag please um, please <laughs> <laughs> so man i i'm i'm back i'm i've been i've been in the mode of working i i've we got some new music coming um also and i don't i'm gonna just tell it so also outside of working on my project i'm also producing and, and putting something together with uh, uh myself reed b versus uh j will music and uh matt um you know Ooh. we 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 did a um we did a song on j will's album 
a couple of years ago called Real Ones Left. And so, you know, that'll kind of be our collaborative when we come together, Real Ones. And so, man, we 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 got some we got some man. stuff coming, man. I'm not I'm not even joking, man. And I y'all y'all know I don't really be pumping myself like that, but but I, it's gonna be some good music. I feel like we need good godly content. You know what I'm saying? And so I get excited, man, just hearing the uh, what these guys have been writing uh, to my production is exciting, man. So so it's dope, man. We got some of that in the works, and and I'm I'm excited um, to to let that. What's up, Shonda? How you feeling, hey, sis? Hey, what up, sis? <laughs> he said about time. Feeling <laughs> New Testament. Well, man, listen, <laughs> listen, man. Um, <laughs> stupid. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to have a good time tonight. And, and I think, you know what? I appreciate the jokes and stuff because I think this is a weighty topic. But look, man, we can have fun. We can, we can you know, we, we go just exalt the name of the Lord. But tonight's topic tonight is have we made our worship experiences about us? Like when I, when I asked that question, I guess when I first had heard um, dialogue around this topic, um, I heard it was people talking about um, specifically the worship services, you know, how we conduct praise and worship in our churches and things of that nature. And it got me thinking, man, I'm like, man, that's a good question. Um, I had seen things that, you know, I had already been questioning, you know, based off of, because here, here's it, here it is. It's one thing to sing super passionately about God to, you know, put on a spectacle and we're on our knees Lord, I worship you, I cry, sing hallelujah. And, and it's like, man, we going in passionately. And then after the music is shut off, after we leave church, it's like the lifestyles, how we move on social media, how we treat each other, the things that we affirm and promote on our social media pages. And I'm like, man, that's not consistent with the outward expression that we had in our that we have in our services sometimes you know what i'm saying and and so it really makes me look at the words that we're actually singing and then um not just the words we're singing it it's caused me to look even deeper in not just what we're saying with when we worship but how we present worship so the first question I want to ask you, my brother, is what is, what is worship? You know, in layman's terms, what would you say worship is? Well, okay, so um, <laughs> worship, first and foremost, what worship is, is a lifestyle. All right. It's not a segment. It's not a moment. It's not a session. Um, it's a lifestyle. The word worth it, uh, worship, excuse me, in and of itself means to ascribe or affix value or cost okay um, say that again yeah so again worship is a lifestyle it's not a segment or a session or a period or a time worship don't last for 30 to 45 minutes given what's going on and like you said things dissipate worship by definition means to ascribe a cost or a value to affix value so that means that when we talk about worshiping god we're talking about letting god know how much he means to us how valuable it is now when we put that within the context of a lifestyle we're living yeah. a life that shows god how much he means to us and that's where the rubber meets the road for a lot of people yeah so it's like yeah because it's easy to make commitments with your mouth and to say things, you know, I, I even am reminded of what Jesus said to the Pharisees in Matthew 15 and 8. He says, they honor me with their mouths. They draw nigh to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Far from me. Yeah. And so um, one of the things I always say, and I've said in the past, like, man, if you're a worship leader, um know the God that you sing so passionately about or claim to sing so passionately about. Mm 
And one of the things that I've learned is you can't separate worship from God's word. The Bible says that he has exalted his word above his name. All his name. Yeah. He's a so 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 like when you look at that, I, I can't I can't say these things. God, I want more of you. God, draw me closer to you. And then my lifestyle is sowing seeds into my flesh, um, sowing seeds into the things that are not of God. That is that is a contradiction. Right. And so one of the things that I want to point out, I want to just share a couple of scriptures that are just. Worship focused scriptures. Right. I want to look at Isaiah um, 25 and one. It says, oh, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things, plans Plans formed of old, faithful and sure. Man, that's Bible. Another scripture. Let everything that has breath. We quote this all the time. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm going to share one more. And I can go on. We can, we can share tons of scriptures that are, are worship driven um, or or are worshiping and encouraging us to worship God. Therefore, you are great, O Lord. Oh, Lord God, for there is none like you and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. Like there's no one like God. And so I'm sharing these scriptures for a couple of reasons. Some of you might be like, hey, why did you just read those? We're talking about worship, but it goes beyond just that. When we look at worship, the first thing we have to understand is that worship is about God. Worship is to God and about God. And, and the reason why I, I want to make that clear is because I feel like in our society, um, we are so conditioned to, to approach things from a standpoint of how is this going to benefit me and how is this going to make me feel good? And so it does it like some people won't go to a church if the um even if if the if it's not entertaining enough, some people won't go to a church if it's not entertaining enough. Even if the word is good, even if the singing is skillful, um if it's not enough entertainment or something to draw you in outside of the Holy Spirit, people people won't even step foot. Like, you know, I've heard people say, um, you know, I'm going to this church, you know, how is the music? You know, which understand like we should we should sing skillfully. But usually when we ask, like, how is the music and how is the preaching and stuff? In a lot of instances, we're a lot of people. Sometimes we're I'm trying to be careful not to paint such a broad brush. But sometimes when we ask these questions, it's not about the substance of what we're asking. It's about the entertainment value. And so when we approach worship from a from that type of standpoint, like, oh, man, worship was was OK today. <laughs> worship was it's like, man, it, it was it's not about you anyway. Like we should be asking God, were you pleased with my sacrifice? Yeah. Were you pleased with the fruit of my lips? God, God, I pray that I wasn't just going through the motions. I pray that what I was saying was reflective of what was true in my heart. Lord, search my heart. You know what I'm saying? And, you 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 asking us to to uh to pray tough prayers, man, because those are uh, tough prayers with uneasy answers. Yeah, ain't, ain't he though? He is stepping on toes. So, bro, do me a favor and pop that last scripture back up for me, real quick. Um, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> Glory to God. Y'all y'all know y'all Isaiah. All right, the Isaiah twenty five. Yep. All right. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, Sam, Second one. Samuel. 
Second Samuel, yep. According to all that we have heard with our ears. So here's the first problem. And here's the first way that we make our worship experiences because the whole thing is about worship. All right. So if we're talking about like corporate gatherings, we're talking about uh -huh. corporate worship and that's important. Don't have a problem putting the word corporate in front of it. Why? Because you're doing it in the presence of the saints. David repeatedly talks about, I'm going to pay my vows now in the company of all your people. The stuff that I said to you in private, I'm going to show openly based on this relationship that I have with you. Okay. So we have yeah. to be okay. Corporate worship. God don't have a problem with it. We should not have a problem with it. All right. Right. So when we talk about something like this. First and foremost, like you mentioned, we go to churches that we want to go to versus ministries that God has ordered our steps to. That's the first mm. problem. I've made my worship experience about me when I made that decision. Okay. Secondly, if we look at the last part of this verse, right? There's no God beside you according to all that we have heard with our ears. If there's a me first word that's being ministered at these churches, there's a me first worship. Everything prioritized. So again, if, if I'm yeah. singing about God based on what I know about God and what I know about God is coming from what I'm being ministered to about God in these environments, if you're giving me a me first word, if you're telling me it's only about living my best life and all of these things that God wants to do for me, but none of these things that need to be done with me in order for God to do for me or through me, listen, it becomes an issue. So now if it's based on what I've heard with my ears and the word that I'm hearing is junk food, then mm. my worship becomes junk food to God. My offering becomes strange fire to the Lord because again, at the end of the day, I'm worshiping yeah. God based on me and not based on him. So like you said, worship flows from us to God. It don't flow the opposite direction. Right, so when we right, talk right. about that sacrifice and the smoke and the aroma rising from the altar. This is the altar. Mm -hmm. This is us. Yeah. We're on the altar. The altar yep, of our yep. hearts. This is what God comes from. He comes for that aroma. He comes for that worship. Okay? Yeah. But if when it stinks because it's not pure, and it's based on so those environments. This is the first way that I've made my worst experience about me is because I prioritize my preferences. Like you said, I want entertainment. I want it, it, And it's the same thing as guys asking, is the girls at your church and women asking, are they single men at your church? It's the same thing. <laughs> you, 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 you got church set up for the wrong reason. To oh, boy. So, hey man, you can't you can't talk. You stepping on too many toes, man. You listen, can't be doing. We have to address it. So we just starting. At man, the this is the first way that we make our worship experience about us. Now, I ain't even finna get into how church hurt can develop out of these types of things when we put ourselves in the wrong environment. That's a whole nother story. But again, we create these things because we're chasing the things of God and we're not chasing God. Yeah, no, like I, I think, man, you said a whole lot, man. And I think that the self-centered approach, man, it, it sets us up, you know, though obedience. And I was telling my 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 church um, family this um, during our prayer session um, yesterday, because we've been really talking about commitment. And what it really means to commit to the Lord, um, to commit our ways to the Lord, because a lot of this stuff is easier said than done. And we know that serving God will cost you something. Obedience will cost you something. If you're really doing it. Yeah. If you're really doing it. But I'll say this, too. So will disobedience. Oof. <laughs> So, so this, <laughs> it, it will cost you something that you aren't ready to pay. See, God, obedience, when we're obeying, God causes us to sacrifice things that separate us from him. God causes us to sacrifice things that will not produce fruit in our lives. Um, and, and, and because God isn't just looking at today, he's looking at tomorrow and he's looking at what he's calling us to be. And so one of the things I, I talked about is like, yeah, man, being committed to, to the Lord uh, sometimes requires sacrifice and things that you are not willing to do or want to do. But 
when you obey the Lord, you will reap in righteousness. You will reap in peace. You will reap in joy. You will reap in long suffering. You will reap in patience. You will reap in, in, in self-control. You will reap in things that money cannot buy. You will reap in, in, in true substance. And, and, and so one of the things that I've learned is, man, whether you serve in God or not, you go go through something. We go go through, you know, because we live we live in a, in a sinful uh, world, in yeah. a sinful world, a sinful fallen world. And so when we um look at worship, man, um, you know, I when I see and, and this is not me, I'm not taking shots at anybody because I don't think. I, I believe in doing things in excellence. I don't think it's anything wrong um, with having a good presentation. I don't think it's anything Smoking wrong with and, and lights and all of that. And, and, yeah. and, I mean, I'm, I'm, it, 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 yeah, it, it. I think things should be done in moderation, right? Um, so no glittering it, pianos and none of like that. <laughs> Hey man, listen, man, listen. It's what we call at my at, at amongst my brothers. We we call it glory to you, G glory to you. It, and what we mean by glory to you is when somebody's claiming to do something for God, they say, "Oh God, I love you," but it's clearly about them. <laughs> like bruh, like bruh, it, you ain't you ain't really. <laughs> you ain't really doing that for 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 God, man. You just want the glory, man. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of glory to you, um, things, you know. And now we have worship superstars, like you know what I'm saying. You know, what I'm saying VC said I also see in Second Samuel, uh, seven twenty two, heard with our own with our own ears. Man, we have to have our own relationship with God, worship outside the church walls, one-on-one -on -one with the father, listening to him. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, VC, I would say a lot of times the reason why we see such a, um, a self-centered approach to church and gathering, um, and, and we don't really see fruit of righteousness in our lives is really because we don't really have a personal relationship. Like, a lot of times we have a form of godliness, but we actually de no deny the power thereof. Right. So. So if I if I go in church or I'm listening to worship music and I'm getting into worship, God, I surrender all God, I surrender all God, I surrender to you. But when we receive word of correction, like, hey, stop fornicating or, hey, humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have unforgiveness in your heart. Ah, get, I don't want to hear that. But we can't receive like I surrender all. But when it's time to surrender, no, no. you see what I'm saying? I and so no. I surrender. No, <laughs> I surrender. No, <laughs> I, sur I surrender. No, that's hilarious. But I think that, man, one of the things that I think of and, and, and I want to kind of take it a little deeper now, when, when I when I when I reached out to you. And we start, and when you first brought up the topic of worship to me, I started thinking, and specifically today, and I noticed, I believe this was the Lord. The Lord brought to my attention Lucifer, right? Like, I'm this is not a show where I'm going, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but what I want to do is I want to look at Lucifer for a second and look at his fall. And the reason why I want to look at Lucifer is because the Bible calls him the anointed cherub that covers. When you do a study on cherubs, cherubs were angelic beings who stood before the throne of God and, and they cried, uh, holy, 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 holy. And, and so when you start reading the descriptions of Satan or before he became Satan, Lucifer, you see that, hey, this he wasn't just an anointed cherub, but he was an anointed cherub with a, with a rank, a high rank in, in the heavens. And so when we look at him, what the first scripture I'm going to do a share screen is I want to look at Ezekiel 28. 
and and I just want I want you guys to see what the scriptures is saying about Lucifer. Um, I'm just getting the screen shared together. And what I want to read verse 11 through 17. And so I want to give you guys some context before we uh, dive deep into the reading. A lot of times you'll see in scripture when the prophets or the writers are addressing demonic strongholds, they'll start off addressing um, earthly kings or rulers. And they'll start off addressing the king of Babylon or the, the uh, prince of Persia. Um, you'll see they're talking, they're addressing a human, but as they start talking, they're addressing the demonic entity and strong or principality that is actually using the man or the nation. And so I want to bring that out because when we look at um, Ezekiel 28, for example, in verse 11, it says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, raise a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him. Now, he's addressing the king of Tyre, but as you watch what you'll see that he's clearly addressing Satan. He says, son of man, raise a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God. You were the signet of perfection. He's talking to Lucifer now. Full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. This is how we know he's not actually referring specifically to the king of Tyre right now because the king of Tyre wasn't even alive yet. He says you were in, the, in, in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, emerald, and carbuncle, and crafted in gold were your settings and your engravings. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. So Lucifer was literally covered in diamonds, emeralds, jasper, and gold. The Bible's describing that these things were his covering. He was he was shining. He was shining. He was a he was a, a perfect in beauty, as the scriptures say. Verse 14. You were were an anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God. In the midst of the stones of fire, you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade or your gifts, you were filled with violence in your midst and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God and I destroyed you. O guardian cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire, your heart was proud, pride, because of your beauty. See, some of us start feeling ourselves when we see the lights on us and we, we begin to, when it's supposed to be about God, we see the influence that we have over the crowd as we are supposed to be leading them in worship. And so we see how people are captivated by our presentation. We see how people are captivated by our gifts. And so instead of it being a offering unto the Lord and an offering to lead others into the presence of God, it becomes about us. And it becomes about us branding ourselves and growing our following. And so we see here in verse 17, it says, your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom 
for the sake of your splendor, I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes on you. And so when we look at Lucifer in this instance, I want to I want to pull out another scripture uh, really quickly. Um, as y'all just chew on that, because listen, man, Lucifer, you know what I think about that, David, with, with Lucifer is how I, I see when I'm reading through the scriptures, I, I get visuals, right? I'm, I'm, my, my imagination is going. And when I look at a lot of superstars today, the Bible says that he was covered in diamonds. He was covered in, he was shining. And Liberace, man. Yeah. And, and what I think, because God is the father of lights, right? I would imagine that the glory of God, because Satan was in the mountain of God, when you think of a mountain, it's, it's, it's elevated. And so I, I almost imagine him reflecting the glory of God over heaven. You know what I'm saying? off of his diamonds, off of his frame, kind of similar to like when you go to a concert, you go to a pop concert, hip hop concert, and you know, you see images of like a Beyonce, they, they're covered in shiny things and the lights is reflecting off of them, but it's really about them. Um, I kind of pictured that in a sense with Lucifer in a way, you know what I'm saying? Where instead of um, reflecting the glory of God, and, and directing worship to God, he became full of himself, as the scriptures say. And um, I want to look at really quickly and then, you know, I want to get some of your thoughts on this, too. Um, but we're still talking about Satan. So starting at verse nine and we're going to go down to verse 20. It says shield or hell beneath is stirred up to meet you. When you come, it rouses the shades to greet you. All who were leaders of the earth, it raises from their thrones all who were kings of the nations. All, verse 10, all of them will answer and say to you, you too have become as weak as we. You have become like us. Your pomp is brought down to, to hell. The sound of your harps, maggots are laid as a bed beneath you. So uh, in the King James, when it talks about the harps and, 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 and things, it actually talks about the harps being prepared that were prepared in thee. And so Lucifer just wasn't inclined musically or he didn't use an uh, instrument per se. It doesn't say that, but it does say he was an instrument like he literally had. Um, it built in his frame. It's just the sounds of your harps. Maggots are laid as a bed beneath you and worms are your covers. How are you fallen from heaven? O day star, son of, of dawn or Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground. You who laid the nations low. See how he you were making the connection. He laid the nations low and how in the other scripture it was addressing a king of Tyre and how he was being influenced by Satan. So I'm just trying to connect the dots for you. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of the of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend. It's a whole lot of I in that. Some of us need to get rid of I. <laughs> he says, I will, will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Oh, he wilding. But you are brought down to Sheol or hell to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a desert and overthrew its cities, who did not let his prisoners go home? All the kings of the nations lie in glory 
each in his own tomb. Man, thank God we serve the king of kings. You notice that they're with him in the pit. But you are cast out away from your grave like a loathed branch clothed with the slain. Those pierced by the sword who go down to the stones of the pit like a dead body trampled underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land. You have slain your people. May Listen, the devil is defeated. <laughs> we do not need to be trying to copy someone who's defeated. <laughs> I'm going to say that. We don't need to copy someone who's defeated. But what's some of your thoughts on, on this, uh, David, as I talk? Man, I don't want to talk too long, man. We're good. Because, you know, I could go. <laughs> um, so a couple of things, bro. One, um, from a mindset and from a heart stance, we need to understand, um, you know, we always had this debate about ministry versus artistry and all of these other things. Church is not a concert, okay? If you're having mm. a concert, that's a concert. But church service is not a concert. That means oh. that this is not your audience. Hey, we need to talk about this. <laughs> listen, Go ahead. Listen, this is not your audience. <laughs> They're not a crowd. You ain't finna stage dive. It's not about that. There's no mosh pit. We, we're praising the Lord and we're going to do that. We're going to do that in the liberty where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. But church is not a concert. So to that end, when we wrongly kind of center and focus on what we're doing, we put things in the wrong place. Okay. And so now, again, similar to Lucifer's situation. Because people become enamored with what God has given us to do. And because it's like the orator in Acts who failed to give God glory because when he spoke, the people said, oh, his voice thunders and he sounds like a God. And the Lord smote him down right there because he refused mm. to give God the glory. We fail to realize the dangers that we put ourselves in like Lucifer, now Satan, when we refuse to glorify God with it, just because we use it don't mean that we're using it for the glory of God. The gifts and the callings are without repentance. I could be in church and yeah. not be using my gifts for the Lord. I could be using those talents, but not be using those gifts for the Lord. Like you said earlier, bro, there's a matter of order. There's a matter of obedience. Then there's also the matter of disobedience, which has to be addressed. So we don't purify worship until we purify the worshiper. And going back mm. to your point earlier, Sometimes we'll be surprised and other times we won't be as to how many of our favorite gospel artists don't have a relationship with God. Not the one that they sing songs about. Songwriting is easy if you're gifted, if you're talented. OK, yeah. so that basically means that if I'm just using a skill, if I'm solely using a skill set, that means that what individuals experience, well, it can't be the presence of God if I'm relying on my presence. If I'm relying on my abilities to generate the same type of response or a similar one or a facsimile, something that makes people feel comfortable and relax so that what's behind what I'm doing and ultimately who's behind what I'm doing can come in and minister to you. Now we're talking about emotionalism and all of these other things. OK, that's the one part. And then the other part about this whole situation, bro, is. It's 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 unfortunate that we fail to realize, again, like you mentioned, you talked about the impact and the influence that we have. Um, and, and again, we forget that it's God doing the work through us. Um, yeah. It's not us. And it's not supposed to be about us. God didn't set it up. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. We weren't we haven't always been. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. We were created to create. We we were not, we didn't create. We were created. God has given us those types of things. And sometimes we forget because we hear about how much God is for us. That part of God having our back is God <clears throat> checking us and correcting us and chasing us and even sitting us down if he needs to because he chases those that he loves. 
But yeah. again, those types of things we tend to throw out of the window, especially when it's become, and it ain't necessarily about the lights. It's not about the smoke. It's not about all of those things, but it becomes the things that people say in response to the way that God uses us. And that becomes right, problematic if I don't know how to deflect, if I don't know how to give God the glory, if I don't know how to get that stuff off of me and I let those things saturate and I start believing my own press and my own press clippings and things that people say about the things that God has given me to do, that there's a danger in that. There's a danger. And quickly now, again, it's about these gifts and these skills so much so that when the temptation comes and it does to pull me out, I follow that, believing that I'm going to take what God gave me outside of the realm that God gave me to use it in. And that also yeah, I, is a lot. I, I think we have to be honest with ourselves. And, and, and like, we got to be honest with the fact that people have, like, people have a tendency to gas you up or give you praise or, or, or recognition that really, or attention that really belongs to God. And, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of like John the Baptist, right? And how intentional he was when Jesus stepped on the scene. Um, and even before Jesus stepped on the scene, John the Baptist was a worshiper. He says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Like, and how he set the stage for Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do as worshipers, set the stage for Jesus. And he was very intentional about doing that to the point of downplaying himself. He's like, listen, don't look at me. I'm not him. Now I'm speaking in layman's terms now. He's like, I'm not him. He's like, man, I'm not even worthy to unlace his Jordans. I'm not... I'm, I'm not even worthy to unlace his his Yeezys or his his sandal straps. He's like, man, he's like, I baptized with water, but he's gonna baptize you fire. with fire. Yeah, like you see how intentional he is, and like the glory don't belong to me. Yeah, yeah, y'all been y'all been following me, but. The purpose of y'all following me all this time was for me to co to connect you with him. <laughs> That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And even uh, Apostle John, man, when he's writing in John chapter one, where he's saying the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, man, in the he beginning was the word. Glory. Yeah. And they beheld his glory. It, it, when you read in chapter one, he, he goes out of his way to say, and this light came in the world. He's like, I'm, I'm not the light. I'm not talking about myself. Bear witness. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just sent to bear witness. Woo! I'm just sent to bear witness. John 3.30. I must decrease. He must increase. Come on, bro. And he must increase. See, we, we have to learn how to get out of God's way. Hmm. We have to get out of the way. To behold his glory. You can't taste and see that he is good while trying to feast in your flesh. Listen. No flesh will glory in his presence. And so I, one of the things that I've really been thinking about, bro, is how we condition ourselves. Like, you know, we we spend so much time and, and I, you know, I've been guilty of this. You know, we spend so much time. Excuse me. We spend so much time investing uh, in things that do not produce fruit. We we spend so much time in in idle things, and when it's time to get in the word, oh, I'm tired. Uh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and instead of digging and seeking, we we try to get a quick fix, even when it comes to spiritual things. That's why we get that's why we end up following people who aren't solid in, in the word. We end up following wolves and false teachers. 
because yeah. we we want a microwave word. We yeah. don't want to dig for ourselves. We and we're so what happens society, is, bro, we drive through society, man. Yeah, and, I don't and want so the church don't last this long. If I can't get it in 15, 20 minutes, I don't want it, bro. Let alone the fries. The fries is cold. You know what I'm saying? The food <laughs> right. is bad. You know what I mean? The food is bad. It's stale. It's stale yep. fries that you got in your 15 minutes because they weren't prepared for you. And this is yeah. the problem again where we go where we want to go and we do what we want to do because at the end of the day, the things that we hang our hat on are scriptures that we don't realize have caveats to them. When yeah. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. First and foremost, if I'm not loving God the way that he requires me to love him, that scripture don't mm. apply to me. If I'm not walking in the things that God has purposed me to, that scripture does not apply to me. But we don't hear that. We just hear all things working together for the good. And again, we forget because we are inundated, especially now with how much Jesus loves us. And how much God fights for us in all of these things that we forget that there's a role that we play in this. Now, the, the fundamentalists are not going to like what I'm saying right now. Mm. But we play an active role in, in ensuring that we arrive at the place. Yes. And I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil to give you an expected end. There's a role that we play in arriving at that place. OK. And that yeah. role is not paved with pride in me first doctrine and all of these other things and that road ain't paved with 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 uh osmosis and and, and yeah. things that are on automatic pilot there is a work that has to be done based in faith because whatsoever is not a faith is sin romans tells us that there's a work that has to be paved in that even in including my worship my worship got to be done in faith why mm. because again it's not about me it's not yeah. about my skill set it's not about my situation or my circumstance. And again, too often we'll find ourselves crying and snotting because we got stuff going on versus crying and snotting because God is who he is. And yeah. just like Isaiah said, man, I'm a man of undone lips. And I'm in the presence of a holy God who's letting man. me see stuff that I do not have the credentials to be experiencing. I don't because deserve here, it. Lord, send me, I'll go. My God, and you and you know what, man? Yeah, you use uh, you mentioned Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And we always hear people quote that scripture, and I think it's a beautiful scripture. Um, but we don't really look into the context of that and why the Lord was saying that. Like number one. Israel was in a rebellious state. They were in, they were in um, bondage, yeah, in captivity under the king of Babylon because of their disobedience. And so the Lord is telling them, like, "Hey, y'all been wilding out, y'all been fooling." But listen, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. That's verse eleven. But then it goes on to the Lord is calling them to repentance. He says, then shall you go and call upon me. And, and when you call upon me with all of your heart, then I will hearken unto you and, and I will sh I will show up. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. we, we, we just want the good plans. And, and I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil. And we take that and we shape that into our image and our ideas and what we think. And usually our ideas and our image does not require us to repent, to turn mm -hmm. from sin, to turn All from wicked. ways of right in his own eyes. Yeah. And, and, and listen, it, it's not even all like. I ain't just talking about the tr usual sins of fornication and stuff. I'm talking about um, your doubt. You clinging to fear, unbelief, inner stuff, inner stuff yeah. bitterness. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are mad at God because, you know what I'm saying? We, we Some of us are mad at God because he hasn't moved uh, fast enough or the way that we want him to move. Because we don't realize that we've, we've, tra we're, we've trained our spiritual taste buds 
to think that God owes us something. And we don't realize that we owe him everything and that his ways are better than our ways. And that we owe him everything. To your point, bro, let me interject real quick. Right there in that space, there's a fine line. And this is something the Lord dropped in my spirit last week, bro. There's a fine line between identity and idolatry. And we Mm. tend to lean on the idolatry side, forgetting that identity is something that's given to us. Idolatry is something that we take for ourselves. Okay. Mm. So again, when we talk about, you know, uh, what is that? Uh, Second Corinthians 10, you know, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, God knows what he wants for us. So, yeah. and, and again, this is all within the context of worship. God knows what he wants for us, but God also knows the way in order to get us to those places. And a lot of times what we've done is like you said, instead of allowing God to pull us up, we consistently try to bring God down and make God mm. make sense to us and put God on our level and equate. So now, ultimately, what happens, whether we acknowledge it or not, is we try to put ourselves on equal footing. And there's we, only we, one man who's been in the flesh who could say, I thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And his mm. name is Jesus. Ain't nobody Jesus. else died for the sins of the world. Woo. Not one. But we don't realize what we do when we do that. We try to make God like us because we think we're so great instead of us salvation backwards instead of trying to be like god because he's so great it's a it's a backwards approach and you know it's not it's not just what you say it's what you do um that gives validity to the confessions that come from your mouth and so with all this being said like what, what I really want everyone to get from this tonight is just um, surrender yourself to God. What's some tangible things that you guys can take from tonight? I want to talk about some tangible things you guys can take from tonight. Is my worship, is my approach to church, is my approach to gathering, um, even the church that I sit under, am I, am I being challenged to... Um, develop a greater love for God and and that love for God causes me to look at myself and and identify sin in my life identify um, inconsistencies with God's word and and, and a, just a greater desire to to know him are the is that what is being produced in me right you know what I'm saying because we shouldn't be going to church just to feel good like we had a good time so some of us go to church because we want our fix we want to feel like we had church instead of becoming the church oh man it was great today what you get out of it what what are you going to apply i don't know it was great i'm just waiting for god to to my, for my breakthrough it's it's around the corner Woo! No, no but how did your what changed in your heart? It's coming. <laughs> what's coming? My husband. What's co- my house? Look, it's. And look, look, the, the, listen, listen, look, look. It's nothing wrong with praying to God and believing God for things like a house and. A husband, wife, any of that. But to your point, what David just said, we be putting the cart before the horse. Like, I don't want my faith and my joy to be contingent of, contingent or based on what God does for me financially or materialistically wise. Because those things change. You know what I'm saying? Quickly. God, quickly. God wants to give us a peace that pa- surpasses understanding. That's not based off of your current circumstance. Or Paul wrote that while he was in prison. He's like, the God, let, he, he encouraging us while he in chains because it was real to him. Like, I, don't, I want God to be real to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know him. He He's alive, y'all. 
He's not and dead. He's supposed to be in here. In here. Everything that we do, he, it's, it's supposed to be him, him doing the work, doing the working in us, working through us. He's supposed yeah. to be living in here. We have this treasure, an earthen vessel. He's supposed to be living in here. Come so on, when now. I pour out, I'm supposed to be pouring out from what he has poured in. He's supposed to be living in us. Yeah. We don't take them steps forward. Listen, it has to be all about him. Like he has to be the reason we wake up in the morning. Not the fact that he breathed breath into our lungs, but the fact that I'm waking up because I want to serve God. I want to seek God. I want to please God with my day. That's worship. Okay. The time that we spend in prayer when we're away from the corporate setting, the time that we spend in the word, that's worship. The fellowship that we spend dialoguing, talking about godly things, edifying the saints, building each other up. That's worship. Then when I come back into that corporate setting and I lift my hands and I open my mouth, we shouldn't have to be on the stage and they shouldn't have to be any microphones in order for there to be worship. None of those right. things should have to exist. What no stages and mics in Jesus' day? Yeah. None of those things should have to exist in order for there to be worship. And then we should be able to take the air quotes off <laughs> because it's authentic. Mm -hmm. Because it's what God desires. Is because what He can come down and rest in. So we talk about the yeah. Shekinah glory of the God, and when He blessed the temple, and they came in, and the ministers couldn't minister, and all of these different things. Why? Because God was pleased. And he put his presence in that place. Why? Primarily because his instructions had been followed. We serve a God of detail and a God of order. His instructions had been followed so he could come down and dwell amongst his people. That's yeah. why we do what we do. We're, we're, we're trying to make sure that God's will is done on earth where it's not always done as it is in heaven wherever it is always done until the Lord come to get us. Yep. This is what we're supposed to be striving for. Pressing towards the mark, pressing towards the mark, man. And, and my prayer is that, um, that you are convicted tonight. Everyone listening. I know I've been convicted. Um, because one of the things that I noticed as, as we prepare to close and shut down, um, in, in this show, is that one of the things I notice about um, every worshiper, um, as I look in the scriptures, they are fixed and enamored by the beauty of God. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you we can literally taste and see that the Lord is good. There there is something that happens on the inside of you when you seek after the Lord with all of your heart. He says, when you draw nigh to me or close to me, he says, I will come close to you. You know, there's been times, bro, when I, I'm just washing the dishes or driving in the car and I feel the tangible presence of the, of the, of the Lord. And it's nothing like that. <laughs> It's nothing like that to 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 be able to have a personal relationship with the Lord and not just one where he corrects you, but one where he loves on you and 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 and, and not just reveal his value, but in him revealing his value, he reveals your value Amen. and how much he loves you and how much um, you're you're on his mind. Amen. He's a good father. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to settle for counterfeits. Yeah. Um, we don't have to settle for man's glory, seeking the the approval of people and yeah. the attention and praise of people, because those things don't even compare to the glory of God. And so I just want to um, encourage you guys to um, just seek after the Lord with all your heart. DC said, James 4 and 8, come near to God and he will come Amen. near to you. Amen. And so with that being said, man, my brother, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, man. Yeah. I think this show was uh, very fruitful. 
Um, I got a lot out of it, man. I'm gonna actually listen back because you know you were just dropping nuggets and jewels. Um, make sure you guys share the Path of Revelation podcast with someone. Um, you know, share the replay with somebody. Make sure um, you share the show and tell them to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, however you listen to podcasts and everything. And and David, man, share with the people how people can keep up with you and how how what will they search for your music? Like, what would they? Um, um, my website, yieldedmusic.com, yieldedmusic.com, no funky spelling, yieldedmusic.com. Um, and King David the Vessel on all digital platforms, just like it is on the screen. You can find me uh, pretty much anywhere. That's what's up, man. We we gonna have to do this again, man. I, I I just appreciate it, man. And make sure you guys go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests. Um, any any suggestions um, for any future shows? God bless you, VC. God bless you, Shonda. I, I, any future suggestions for any future shows? Feel free to um, leave them at the website. You can email me at pathofrevelationnow at gmail.com or just go to pathofrevelationnow.com and leave that there. Um, got a new blog up on, on, on the website as well. So I'm trying to get back to blogging again. Um, and listen, I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. Listen, this is where the culture meets scripture. God bless you guys.